Welcome to Columbo is the show all about the slow, plotting, soporific world of Lieutenant Columbo. I'm Mac, and joining me from his hermetically sealed bunker at the top of the Space Needle, it's Ben. Hello, Ben. Hey, Mac. Hey, this is our uh, second episode uh, recorded from inside the bunker. Uh, <laughs> we're all still in quarantine, as, as you are all out there. Um, yeah. I hope everybody's staying inside. I hope you're staying healthy. Um, you know, good luck to everyone. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully maintaining distance from <laughs> that's other right. people. Ben and, and I are maintaining uh, yeah. approximately 2,000 mile distance from each other just uh, to be on the safe side. Listen, I can't take any chances with you. <laughs> that's right. I'm well, it's well known that I'm very infectious. Um, <laughs> I meant it more as I don't want you to get infected if something were to happen to me. Oh, that's very sweet. But also, let's be real. I'm the one who's going to get infected because I'm the dirty boy. This week, we're taking a look at Season 9, Episode... The, the episode nope. blah, blah, blah. This week, we're taking a look at Season 9, Episode 6, Murder in Malibu. This episode stars Andrew Stevens as a playboy who double murders his fiancée in sort of an elaborate double bluff. Um, in, a, yeah. in addition to starring in maybe the most boring episode of Columbo ever, uh, Stevens' IMDb bio, which is definitely written by him, notes that he has been the producer on 180 film projects, although IMDb only lists... 131 um these movies include ballistics hmm. uh x versus sever 3000 miles to graceland the bruce willis and matthew perry comedy question mark the whole nine yards and the sequel oh. the whole 10 yards boondock saints and of course he well. was executive producer of battlefield earth which oh, this guy's done a lot of very bad boy. movies <laughs> and one you, and one kind of good movie sort of i mean <clears throat> yeah eh, i mean boondock saints is okay it's boondock saints is fun it's, it's, it's okay fun. it's okay it's, to say it's fun as good as it should be i feel like and, and yeah, not as it, good as some people think it is i i think that's a reasonable <laughs> uh summary yeah. yes um so appearing opposite steven Stevens is Brenda Vaccaro, whose husky voice captivated America as team captain on the surreal original version of the match game. Um, Vaccaro is also well known to nerds huh. everywhere for appearance in Supergirl, um, the original, not the new one. Um, this, right, right. <laughs> this, the director of this episode was Walter Grauman, um, who's an old hand in Hollywood detective shows and also the man responsible for shooting 53 of the 264 episodes of Murder, She Wrote. Aren't you glad we aren't doing a Murder, She Wrote podcast? Um, wow. The, the writer, for, yeah, so he did a fifth of all of Murder, She Wrote, which is, you know, which the tone of this episode, I would say, is definitely a middling episode of Murder, She Wrote. Um, I feel like yeah, we make that comment that, a lot, that's but that's fair. kind of been the vibe of 90s Columbo has been. Yeah, well, I, I think I, I also I think that's kind of fair because like Murder, She Wrote was, you know, it's created uh, by the same people, yeah. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, and, and yeah. has, created later yep. and had its own kind of vibe. Yep. And I think as Columbo started to lose steam in the 90s here, Oops. it's pretty obvious that. Yeah. 
you know, stuff got kind of ported over <laughs> sideways to Columbo. They just kind of took the staff that they had over on one show and they brought them over to the other one just for like, hey, dude, do this. Do this for a while. Yeah, it was like, oh, shit, I forgot. We're also contractually obligated to crap out a script for this. So why don't you uh, work on that between these 10 other scripts you're working on for Murder, She Well, Lived. speaking of crapping out a script, the writer for this episode was <laughs> Jackson Gillis, whose writing credits go all the way back to the George Reeves Superman show. Um, and he, uh, wow. he has written for shows such as uh, The Man from Uncle, Perry Mason, and Lost in Space. This is actually the 10th of 11 episodes of Columbo, um, written by Gillis, whose work includes the fantastic Double Shock, the enjoyable mm-hmm. suitable Framing, the somewhat <laughs> controversial as to his quality Dagger of the Mind, and the extremely mm-hmm. regrettable Last Salute to the Commodore. So he's kind of all <laughs> over the place. Um, let me see. Yeah, but I feel like the ones where he's a little more all over the place are the later ones in the set. Like that this is 10, his 10th doesn't surprise me because this feels <laughs> like I, I'm kind of out, guys. Yeah. I'm just, this is a, I, I got a thing and I'm just running with it. This is a man it. whose first writing credit was for the Chevron Theater in 1952. Um, at this point, he is 40 years into his writing career and this has the feel of something that was written by someone 40 years into their writing career. Competent, not particularly inspired, is what I would say about the script for this one. Functional? Yes. It's totally fine. It's Um, perfectly acceptable. It does do what all 90s Columbo must do and attempt to have a twist. Um, Uh The twist on this one is that um, there isn't a twist. The twist is that the guy who, who you think didn't do it, he did it. Yeah, which is like the <laughs> like we've never seen that twist before. Not certainly uh, not oh, wait, already in we, the nineties. We definitely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we've definitely seen that kind of like, oh, we're gonna set it up so you don't know whether or not they. It's like, no, of course they fucking did it. They're the guest star. <laughs> um, I know. I, yeah, I, this I, one. It's also. I was very excited uh, for a moment because it seemed like Brenda Vaccaro. They were gonna like go in that direction. And I was like, oh, well, she's much better, a much better actor. So that's fine. Like if they want to yeah, move right? it over there. If, you, if they want to let her chew the scenery for the remainder of this episode, I'm all in on that. And, I, but and in a way, they that's... definitely did do that. It's just that she chewed the yeah. scenery in this terrible romantic subplot that we'll get into. Um, yeah, uh, please, yeah. don't call it a romantic <laughs> subplot. Call it a gaslighting subplot because yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, psychosexual uh, game. I hate it. Yeah, it's real yeah. bad. No, he's a monster. He sucks. Um, but I mean, they... Listen, they do everything they can by showing, like, every woman practically falling over herself uh, whenever he is in front of them. That's true. They do everything they can to try and present him as this Adonis with just the charisma of, well, I mean, of a god. (laughs) And uh, and he does not have that. He's a good-looking man. Well, and I mean, this was the early you know, 90s, so it's sure. hard to say. You know, it's hard to say. This is the age when... Hard to say what? Uh, that, that he I'm sorry, it's hard to say as far guy? as... Uh, that, well, as far as what was charming in the 1990s. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I just mean by the writing and by how other characters behave. Yeah. No, it's it is clear it's over that, the top. It's yeah, definitely yeah. over the top. Yeah, yeah at yeah. one point, he's like... I just... He I, like I gets, meant that because... He gets coffee I, at like a greasy truck stop and then the waitress is just like oh, this is a good morning the moment she sees him and it's like okay all right yeah 
Yeah, it's like in in the in the act of pouring him coffee, she is also eye banging him. Yeah, and like it's it's a lot. Uh, but that's my. I mean, the, the whole reason that I bring that up is because obviously his um, <clears throat> uh, uh, acting talents uh, don't quite rise to sort of how everyone else. <laughs> Responds to his uh, advances and you know charm, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say that he is a, a sit- sitcom ass sitcom actor, or a, not sitcom, uh, soap opera. Soap. He's definitely yeah. soap yeah, opera it, actor level. Yeah. Um, as is so much of '90s Columbo, it's a lot of very intense acting, but not intensity yeah. directed in any sort of way. Just sort of general right, right, right. intensity. Yeah, it's just that thing of like, oh, you you have a lot of charge in this performance. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that that charge is doing anything for your performance <laughs> other than just demonstrating that uh, there's a lot of it. It fe- but, Yeah, it uh, definitely uh, feels yeah. like in the 90s, people um, people like realized that smoldering was a thing and that you could mm-hmm. just smolder. And people, yeah. would, for a while, it just fooled people into thinking that something was happening. Well, see, the trick is, uh, if you talk less, yeah. then people think you are smarter than you are because you don't, you don't open your mouth and confirm, you know, that you're the idiot that everyone believed. I've so never often. heard of this. Honestly, this is, this is new. This I is know, a new concept to right. me. Uh, I, no one's ever made that. <laughs> that. Uh, I just talk know, as much as possible and uh, prove how smart I am with my smart words. The words of That's a exactly smart person. how it always goes for me, yes. for sure. Um, the finest of words, <laughs> only the finest words. Yeah, I had them flown in. Um, so <laughs> the, this episode, um, as a basic plot, we've got uh, Wayne Jennings, who is a playboy and a man about town who does not have a job. Um, yeah, mountain climber, tennis player, actor, uh, dilettante, skydiver, yacht. Yacht captain. Yep. Um, yeah, that one I'm real unclear on. It's like, <laughs> where did you get the yacht? Or is it just I have that to you, assume he has, you he knows, slept with somebody yeah, so that you could ride on a yacht? I, think that's, I assume it's the that's latter. That's definitely yeah. what's going on here. Um, and he is... Um, he is seeing well. He's seeing everyone in town, but the, everyone, but everyone. The one, the one he's really working on is uh, Teresa Gorin, played by Janet Margolin, who actually, right. um, uh, this would be uh, one of her last roles. She actually uh, died uh, not long after this. Uh, after this was oh, filmed, no. yeah, um, of uh, of cancer. You know, that's not fun, but it is what happened. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she is this, uh, this famous romance writer, um, and he is her inspiration, uh, at least for a couple books. Her live-in lover. Her live-in lover, but also, uh, but also kind of her muse, like he's romancing her and she's, we find out she's written based characters in her books on him. Um, right, right, But at the same time, he's also stepping out. When we first meet him, he's in the car with, uh, a a um was like assistant insurance agent right oh yeah no it, or, it's his uh, accountant yeah. <laughs> he's sleeping yeah. with his accountant he's just sleeping with uh-huh. everybody um but yeah. yeah he's sleeping with his accountant um which like that's not even i mean that's not the part where it's like hey man maybe you shouldn't because it's not even that it's just a like hey you know uh 
you should maybe be honest with people and then whatever, yeah. work it out. But it's just the fact that he is just like, no, baby, there's nobody other than you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, never mind. That was filthy and I'm not going to say that uh, on a microphone. Okay. But yeah, uh, suffice to say, yeah, he he is really genuinely appears to be sleeping with anyone he can. Yeah. Because um. <laughs> like late late stage, we learn he's also bonking the uh, uh, like the, the maid, maid yeah. of Jess. Mm-hmm. Like Jess is Jess is the sister of Teresa, yep. who is also uh, also Teresa's literary agent. Right. Um, so uh, so Teresa is um, has been sort of deferring his his um, his marriage proposal. She's just been saying, "I need mm-hmm. to think. I need to think." Um, but she's also been traveling constantly yeah, which is, on book tours which was from the vibe of Jess, it. Jess, friend of Akaro's character. Jess is constantly mm. moving her around basically to keep her away from Wayne. Um, right. And so uh, she uh, she's just come back to town and he again puts on the, the full court press because he wants that money. That's basically the only reason he's interested in her. Um, yeah. And so um, she is on a like a weird it's a weird thing it's like a televised q a um i don't know what this is exactly because oh it's, yeah it's like a, i mean it's kind of it's a daytime talk show right but it, really but it, they it don't but it's just a sh- it, like as far as like yeah how they don't sh- give us enough context of right yeah as far well, as how it's but, shot it appears to just be a close-up of her face while she's being interviewed hmm. by a man who is not shown on screen while women who are also not shown on screen ask questions but they just like the camera is just a tight close up of this woman's face. Yeah, yeah, that that stuff is all the <laughs> well, we shot we shot this footage because we knew it would be on a tiny television screen right. in the background. Yeah, cuz they do show us basically one of those uh uh one of those shows. Yeah. Uh like not through their cameras but like on set. Right. Uh which is uh, the only reason I know that is cuz I started taking notes cuz I was trying to decipher what they were telling us about her fan base? Well, they're all lone, uh, by, they're all lonely women who who can't yeah. who can't get a good man. They're just ugh. Uh-huh. They just can't get a good man. Um yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. In other words, clearly the sort of thing that was like written by a dude who has no comprehension of right. There's anything a, um, outside his own field of view. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a like to kind of put kind of mean to me. I'm sorry. No, that's completely reasonable given uh, how this uh, show how how women are treated yeah, in, this in this sequence it, and generally in this, in this episode, entire yeah. episode. Yeah, there's a there's a part. Uh, where you see Jess's, um, this is how bored I was in this episode. In this episode, that um, mm-hmm. I started taking notes on fake book covers in the background because at one point they show Jess's oh. office and and she has a book up that's called "Smart Men's Stupid Choices," which is actually yes, <laughs> which is actually based on a real book called "Smart Women oh, Foolish Choices." Choices, yeah, right. And that's that's like an actually a very popular book um, from the eighties. That was about and, like the so, why do women choose men who are ultimately not good for them, and it was right. written by um, <laughs> it was written by a couple of men, um, and oh, like it. J- I'm so surprised, yeah. <laughs> but it it was like um, psychologists trying to explain why uh, why women are naturally attracted to bad boys, which is that's great. But I also love that they can't even mm-hmm. like have 
obviously they can't have the real one in there so they have one that's somehow even more sexist like why why are men always choosing these dumb broads (laughs) (laughs) right um (laughs) but like that's kind of this episode in a in a nutshell is is oh women are just they'll fall over themselves for the for the the you know the first pretty face that comes along Right, and it's like, well, <laughs> well the f- it's not just women who do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, and painting all women as being, like, that's, I think, if we're just going to fucking get into it, the thing <laughs> that grinds my gears the most about it is that subplot. Because basically, b- basically the, the breakdown, hey, I'm going to spoil it for everybody, uh, is that... No, uh, don't, it's very yeah. special. Oh, it's so special. Yeah, is that uh, so? Jess has has a private eye who is kind of tailing Wayne because mm-hmm. she's trying to discredit him in the eyes of Teresa, and uh, he obviously, you know, some of that shit. And uh, and so Wayne gets a call while he is out bonking another woman in uh, Palm Springs, uh, that is ostensibly from Teresa dumping him because of what she learned about basically him sleeping around and stuff. Right. And in a fit of rage, he drives his hot little convertible Jaguar all the way from Palm Springs to Malibu to kill her yep. in spite. Uh, Cause she had said she was going to uh, marry him on television uh, literally that evening. And then, yeah. And then she said, and she... then it turns into this phone call. Right. And... Um, but so, so then he he goes over and and does a murder and then uh through the course of Columbo uncovering the details of the murder you know and like at one point with the autopsy one of the uh one of the bullets basically she was killed and then she was shot after that yeah uh so they were clearly like separate times and and so even though it's like he confesses and has this breakdown of like, I was in a rage. I couldn't, you know, and he's like sobbing and all of this. He passes like out. Like he's, yeah, he faints, which is just. <laughs> it's a bit much. Anyway, but through all of this, basically he has this twist of like, oh, suddenly it's not, it's like he's apologizing for being, you know, for, for like, you know, being in a rage or whatever and doing this thing that he never thought he would do and blah, blah, blah. But, but then he's off the hook because, as Columbus says, it's it's not a crime to put a bullet in a you know a dead a dead person. It's like uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's defiling a corpse. I mean, I am de- pretty it's certain definitely it's some kind not of legal. crime. You're, you're not allowed yeah. to fire a handgun within city limits. That's one thing. There's also that one. <laughs> I mean, but it's there the, are like, there are several I mean, crimes it could be. Right. It's not murder. They are it's in Malibu. Murder. Maybe That's maybe true. you can just shoot your guns all you want in Malibu. Now, I, don't know I just want to head off something. Now, I know, of course, all of our Columbo, mm-hmm. Columbo fans out there, Columbo's fans, you know, the, the Columbo... I didn't think of this. I didn't think this thing through. Um, nope. So it's better than the one that was in my head because it was Columbozos, <laughs> and I was like, "That's not no, nice, that's great. And that's also you, not true. All you that's, dang Columbozos the out there. Um, yeah. So uh, you, you're thinking, well, uh, Malibu, of course, is outside of uh, incorporated LA, so that mm-hmm. would be handled by the uh, sheriff's department. But no, it's okay because at, uh, at you know they say Columbo says that he's been brought in special, so he has yep. jurisdiction in this case, even though the murder does take right. place outside of what would be normal LAPD jurisdiction. Now, please, right. you know, don't write in. I don't want to see those letters. I know everybody's out there always trying to cinema sins ding, but you know you don't have to ding this one. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, as I as I once said to somebody, Malibu is my favorite part of L.A. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's a fun, that's a fun uh, joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but but so uh, but so after all of this, you know, the twist where suddenly you're like, oh, maybe he didn't, you know, and then uh, basically uh, Jess, this woman who has seen through his bullshit from day one, the hates vic- him the victims with. Uh- yeah, sister. the victim's sister, Je- and also her literary agent, mm-hmm. hates Wayne. Jess has hated Wayne from the moment that she's met him and has done everything she can to keep him away from her sister. All of a sudden, fucking just drops her panties for Wayne the moment he's it's, like, oh, we've only got each other. Let's bone down together it's and a real, arrowhead. It's a real terrible, um, it's terrible in general. There's really no, nothing Listen, good about this. It's real it's bad. It's monstrous. And it doesn't make any like, sense. Like it, it, yeah, from, it, it doesn't follow. No. And, uh, and I, the, the thing that boils my blood about it is that like, basically up until this point, you know, Jess is a functional character. <laughs> and the moment that they yeah. have her fall for his bullshit, it's like, what, what universe do you live in? Yeah. If she behaved like that, it would only be so that she could knee him in the fucking groin. Yeah. Uh, you know, by getting so close. It's, it's completely like, bizarre. Just, it's like, it's not yeah. motivated by anything other than they want this, it is, they want this scene later yeah. where she flips out on him, but it it's not, right, right, right. It, it's completely unnecessary. And it's just further well, drives home this crazy sexist thesis of the show that all women, right. uh, you know, they really want a guy who's like this, even if they yeah. say they don't. Well, it's the... It's basically the like, oh, it doesn't matter what else he does. If he's hot enough, you you won't give a shit. And it's like, well, I mean, if we're talking about a, you know, a, a role in the sheets. Yeah, sure. Maybe, you know, but that's not. Yeah. Like it, it's still that thing where it's like, and at the same time, mm, no, you know, you don't, yeah. you don't, I don't know. I'm. I, I'm talking out of my ass at this point, but it just, it really doesn't fit that she would just turn around and be like, all right, I'm going to hate bang you now. It's like, no, mm. it doesn't. Yeah. It's bad and it doesn't make sense. I mean, right. that's, I, that's a lot of this episode is that it's bad and it doesn't make sense. I, I, well, so if, and, and that's, that's part, again, that's part of why I keep going back to yeah. the, like the way all the, 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 the women characters, uh, react to him is what tips you off, like how we're supposed to see him. And again, soap, big soap opera energy. Yeah. And so oh, for, for, sure. I mean, for a huge chunk at the time, yes, that is how they probably would have responded to this guy. So that, I can you know, that see this kind of makes if sense. But also on a soap opera and then like, and then, you know, had this be a plot for like, three you know three days or like a week where he's trying to seduce her and then she finally does give in like like that that would make sense but it's over the course of a like less than five minute scene that he just like he just says like hey come here and she's like no fuck you and he's like no seriously come here and she's like no seriously though no seriously though fuck you and he's like, like and she's like, uh, but um, you can, you're not going to do better yeah. than me. And she's like, yeah, OK, I guess so. And that's literally it. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and and also, let's be clear. This happens after Columbo, like, confronts her in her own house. Yeah. About because uh, because she he's she entered. He's entered that, her that, house without um, warning, basically. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, as as Columbo's want to do. And part of that is because, so Teresa's house is on the beach, yeah. a couple miles down the beach from Jess's house. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, like, that's part of the big reveal is basically that Mr. Doofus, you know, drove back in a rage and and murdered Teresa and then got trapped because he couldn't get the car out without getting spotted. So right. he had to fucking kill time. And then he and then all wound those up. darn those darn crows were flying overhead. Did you notice? Okay, uh-huh. here's a very minor thing. <laughs> Did you notice mm. that when the crows fly overhead, they're bats? Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What's happening, guys? Could you? It's not- easier to get a big, you know, a big like I guess a, a shot of well, yeah, because bats bats are nocturnal, so you'll see a lot of them empty out of caves. Right. Uh, in certain areas at certain times. So that's a thing that you can reliably get footage of. <laughs> right. I just a murder like... of crows is a different yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've definitely you know, they seen... They might hang out in some spots, but it's way easier to just go, okay, we got we to gotta shoot this area by the caves, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. That or like, yeah. But, it, but yeah, so he got trapped, and so he sort of concocted this thing where he double committed the murder, essentially. Yeah. Um, so he, he went back and he, he shot the body a second time and then, Mm -hmm. and then sort of used his, his, uh, his wonderful acting to pretend like, oh, I already shot, I shot an already dead body. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, (laughs) uh, but so, so yeah, what I was saying about, uh, that, that sort of unreasonable seduction of Jess is that, so Columbo confronts her cause she had claim that she was present when Teresa made the phone call Teresa May and at, yeah at at Teresa's house mm-hmm. and the phone records don't show that obviously the call was made from Jess's house and then you know so it's just Columbo pulling at the thread more yeah. but but while he's doing that Wayne basically just <laughs> just strolls into Jess's house yes. and like well, first and he sort of grabs pops, yeah, he pops out of like a doorway forcibly, and like grabs like her he's and he's going to choke her out and speak and then, Spanish to her. Out, oh, um, do you? Nope. I don't speak enough Spanish to know what he said. Do I you don't know, know what either. he said. Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. If, but, if uh, you know what he said, it, please write into the Columbo's uh, podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I should just pull up Google Translate <laughs> on that episode, uh, but I'm not going to do that in the middle of recording. Uh, but uh, but the crazy thing is, is it's it's it basically it goes from this like kind of tense like Jesus has he really is he really this fucking batshit to oh no he's just sleeping with her maid yeah in addition to everybody else that he is also sleeping with and it's just like the most exhausting thing and and then yeah so it's the he's eavesdropping in her house and then shows up and basically tells her as much that he was eavesdropping. And that is the point where he decides to seduce her. This is, this is getting to the point where it is almost like, uh, Clint Eastwood in, uh, the Iger sanction. If you're familiar with that. No, I'm not. Uh, it's, it's based on a novel. It's completely fucking insane. Uh, he's like supposed to assassinate one of the like six other hikers who are climbing Mount Everest with him, and he is 
uh, listen, we've all like been there. a professor who is a retired like art thief. Like it's it's insane. But the insane, the most insane part is he he fucking makes a rape joke to a woman's face, and that is his pickup. Like that is that is basically he makes a rape joke, and then they proceed to bone down. And this is like getting close to that level of you've got to be fucking kidding me. Uh, anyway, that's that's. I'm still exasperated by it. That's not going away, <laughs> but I'm done talking about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, that's fine. That's fine. I, I wanted to give you space. I wanted to let you let it out because you, I mean, I every time I it. interrupted you with, with, I was trying to do some, some fun, but there was no fun some there. Bits. You were having, yeah. you were, you were working through some stuff and listen, the Clone Boys isn't always about fun. Sometimes it's, it's about getting real. Um, yeah. And we really didn't like this episode. That's real. Uh, our dislike I mean, for this episode is real, and it's not. Go- I, I'm it's gonna not level going with away. you, like, like the the <laughs> close second behind that scene and that sort of like character assassination of Jess. Yeah, it's the triple pleated pants <laughs> that Wayne wears. <laughs> well, at least your pl- priorities have remained, Benjamin. Like, uh, at least you're consistent. <laughs> I just I'll wanted you to know, like, that much. we may have been in, you know, <laughs> in, in isolation and quarantine. But I'm still me, buddy. I understand. I appreciate that. See, you brought it back around <laughs> uh, to clothing. Our, you know, like our uh, our constant, our uh, you know, our shining lighthouse, uh, our north star. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, other than the 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 pleats, not a lot, oh. not a lot going on in this episode, clothing wise. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of bad, and then there's some. There's some. Uh, Almost unnoticed, uh, pretty good stuff. Um, our our buddy uh, who works in the uh, Malibu Police Department, um, who is you know in charge of the scene. You talking Columbus about Schultz, Lieutenant Schultz? I am talking about Schultz. Schultz. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, Schultz, Schultz Schultz has like a gray like herringbone yeah. blazer that's actually pretty solid. And then we only see him for like a a blip when Columbo first shows up. Uh, at the scene of the crime but the uh the photographer yeah the photographer's jacket mm-hmm. that i think it's a brown uh it's got like bone, solid doesn't good. it have like solid color like accents i like i seem yeah. to recall it has uh-huh. these like weird sort of um solid yeah they're uh patch there's some accents on yeah yeah, yeah, uh, in a couple of spots but just that fabric like there's some real good stuff like that uh when we first see wayne as his accountant is driving him somewhere uh and then he gets out of the car to duck into the alley to his car to like change out of the cardigan he's wearing into something else and bring some books in for Teresa. it's a whole thing but the cardigan he's wearing is like what you're going to see in a lot of this is a lot of this weird quintessential 90s fit stuff <laughs> where you have that like like really blousey full stuff for uh for you know for tops sure. everywhere like his cardigan is that way where it's just it's this voluminous thing that does not like it's just a it, it's like it's a sagging sack on him um I think the fabric's interesting. The pattern in it is interesting. It's this kind of like zigzag, like brown and cream, and there's maybe a touch of something else in there. Like that was interesting, but like the the fit of that thing is garbage. And then again, he's wearing that on top of the triple pleated chinos. Um, and 
the the one thing I'll note is they do put him in good shirts. His shirts fit. Uh, they are also always conspicuously unbuttoned, probably more than is appropriate for any given moment. Um, but again, he is a heart throb ostensibly, <laughs> so I think that's what's going on there. But uh, uh, theoretically, yes, that's what's going on with him. He's yeah, theoretically yeah. very. No, attractive. I think it, I think we can safely say he was probably a heartthrob to a significant chunk of people. Yeah, I mean, definitely he was a romance novel energy. style yeah, yeah. heartthrob. Yeah, like for sure. Right. Um, but he, yeah, he definitely is not particularly charming in this, especially when he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, he's just he he yeah he, he's just not sticking the landing when it comes to the the charm part yeah um and that's that's unfortunate because i think if he if he read as sort of genuinely charismatic kind of across the board then i think yeah i think this i think that would change the energy of this episode a little bit it wouldn't fix it no but it would change it a little it would make it i think it it would help definitely if the you know because there is that sort of that dissonance it's that uh yeah i'm just saying if he were john ham yeah we'd all be like i get it yeah exactly yeah if it was you know. a, if it was a charming you know if it was like a, a tom Selleck type tom Selleck in the 90s not tom Selleck now but if it you know no no, no tom, I, I, had that tom yeah. Selleck energy of like this is a really yep. affable guy who probably if he was evil which Tom Selleck yeah. is, but I mean na- now he wasn't necessarily <laughs> evil back then. Right, right, right. right. But, I mean, we, we, yeah, we. But yeah. um, but you know, who if he put that energy to to bad use, he could do a lot of harm with it. You know, there's there, he's definitely oh, yeah. that kind of that kind of guy. And this this guy, uh, uh, Andrew Stevens, is he's not that. I mean, you know, listen, he's not <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I mean, no, he's not he's I, not he's not like repellent uh personally i mean the the certainly the character is but i mean probably right. that's because of but, how it was written <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like well that's because he was playing the part of the yeah. guest murderer in the episode exactly. so yeah that's not on him well I, yeah um, i just don't want to close any doors i mean i hear this guy's produced 180 movies you know i want to get in there i want to be in the hey, next x, x versus sever i, mean, I want to be in the next yeah. um Mongolian Death Worm, which is another movie that he's produced. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> which is near okay, as I can then. tell is like Tremors, but um, produced in 2010. But not. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tremors, but produced on an asylum level pilot budget? Yeah, for sure. I think this asylum guy, does. I yeah, think this guy Sharknado, worked with yeah, Canon yeah. Films a lot, if that tells you something. Um, if, uh, you, sure if you know does. what that means, then you know what that God. means. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, do, do you want to talk about the? Did you cover all your clothes things? Uh, I mean, that's the thing. As I was, I was trying to go through. Let me, let me look. At, I mean, sure. I'm gonna talk uh, a little. I'll, ta- I'll talk about the. Do you want to talk about knee socks? I'll talk about the catch, oh, and you sorry. can talk about um the. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give me the you catch. Ta- you talk catch. about the clothes, and I'll, or you look through your note clothes notes, and I'll talk about the catch. So, um, Je- <laughs> Jess and Wayne have gone out to a store to buy clothes for a trip away together because of reasons. And um and so they're at this store. She's trying on a terrible 1980s 90s gown that's like just oh, it's so bad. very blocky and covered in little mm-hmm. spangles and really really unflattering on her. Mm-hmm. Um and and so uh 
as they're as they're trying stuff on, Columbo comes in and says, uh, "Now I'm now I gotcha. Now I gotcha." And it turns out that she must have been dressed after she was or after she was murdered and it had to have been by a man by the way fucking asterisk on this play like the the Uh, the, the, did it now the uh the it has to be it's so like i don't find this convincing at all i don't know how convincing this is going to be in a court of law colombo but good luck um yeah i was gonna say that's (laughs) yeah it is so Oh, uh, this is so weird, as, and I so apologize. She she put, but um, she had, um, she was dressed in knee socks and uh-huh. uh, bra and panties, but the panties uh-huh. were on backwards, um, yep. because the tag was on the wrong side, and so yep. she must have been dressed by a man because no woman would put her panties on backwards. Which, by the way, I don't know if you know women or have lived with women; they frequently put clothes on backwards. That's not that unusual. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's like, it's not that men uncommon. do it too. Yeah. Surprise! When people are busy, uh, we miss a lot of shit. Exactly, especially um, back in the '90s when like things weren't cut as much to be like unidirectional. Like a lot no, of those yeah. panties and things you could wear backwards, and it would you wouldn't even notice because it would right. it would be the exact same cut forwards and backwards. Like clothes yeah, were yeah. tubes back then, basically. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, it's just the the blanket assumption of like, well, any woman, yeah, would have known that she was putting this this other woman's panties on backwards, you know. But a guy every, definitely wouldn't pay attention to the panties at all. Well, and just and, freaks out when she just sees a picture of the tag, as though yep. like, well, this obviously knows, is incriminating yeah. because everyone knows right. this, and it's like. But see, that's eh. right. That's just like dogpiling on the whole like character says. It's just this weird like assumption that like, well, this is just the thing that all women know yeah. and no dudes know, and that it's like, the th- all the here's what keeps coming into my head, yeah. Mac. This is just the time that we live in. Sure. In Panama, the way that they have the 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 government has structured their like quarantine okay i'm very interested to know where this is going but go ahead ahead. you can look it up i swear to you this is true their fucking idea was men can only go out on these days okay women can only go out to do errands on these days but otherwise you're confined to home so for some reason they gendered their days okay yeah and so it's like a tuesday thursday saturday rotation for women and then the other days are you know or something like that mm-hmm. basically where it's like that's weird three days a week each and then sunday nobody is supposed to go out okay but the idea being that like if you need to run errands or whatever these are the only days you can go out if you're a dude or if you're a woman and it's like the more you start to pull at that the more it comes apart because it's like won't that just sort of concentrate people in the places that they go to anyway right. but it's just this weird like why does this need to be gendered so hard yeah and that's kind of yeah this that that's i mean that's why this i think episode falls apart so much is because everything is linchpinned by this sort of gender performity concept about 
everything. Yeah. Honestly. Well, he's such a manly the idea man. That, he wouldn't know anything about underwear. Right. He'd know her. He knows yeah, her well enough. Yeah, because he's definitely presented as manly. You know, he knows her well he, enough to know that she would be wearing knee socks with slacks. Right. But he doesn't know her so well in, enough to know which way underwear is put on. Sorry, sorry. Doesn't know her panties. <laughs> he doesn't well know her panties. To put well them enough. on. Which, if anything, yeah. this guy's going to know about panties. Come on. Thank Clear you. Clear loophole. If if that is my there's point. any point of underwear that this guy's got contact with, it's got to be panties. This guy's got to be like the 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 most familiar with panties of anyone. Like, if any man's going to know, it's going to be Wayne Jennings. Yep, Wayne <laughs> Jennings, Panty Man. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So that's sort of that's the fundamental flaw, I guess that that we're. Oh, that's the at flaw. Constantly. That's the one flaw. Okay, well, fair enough. No, I I don't mean Wayne <laughs> Wayne Jennings, Panty Man is the fundamental flaw. But my point is, this I'm is so rooted. We're all in, having. Fun. I know. We're all having fun here. We know the problem. It's institutional sexism. I mean, that's the problem in bing, general. Bing bing bing. But, yeah. uh, and that's usually the problem in a Columbus. Yeah, episode. hey, we we got a review recently that was like, hey, I don't like how when you talk about like the current situation or politics, and I'm like, <laughs> well, <laughs> fuck off. Whoops. Um, well, yeah. Li- hey, listen, I don't yeah. normally tell our listeners to fuck off, but like honestly, like we're just gonna talk about what we want to talk about, and if you want to leave yeah. us a bad review because you don't like what we talk about, then uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean. Please, you know, it's, it's fine. Right. Listen, it's, we're ne- this you're, is you're technically free to do so. I don't know what you get out of it. Yeah, but listen, ha- have fun. We know what this podcast is. We know what our ultimate reach is. If you think that rating us down is going to stop us from, you know, getting huge, I've got news for you. We got 14 episodes left, and we're never getting huge. This episode, this yeah. podcast is never going to be Seriously. super popular. We both know that. Yeah. We knew that the day we started recording. Um, if oh, yeah. if you want to troll us by yeah, by rating a- us down. Feel free, man. Listen, Knock yourself out. Yeah, listen, we started this when it was a fucking rewatch podcast, and you had no way to rewatch <laughs> it easily. So, yeah, it, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, um, you know, posting on us is the equivalent of making a light, you know, some posting something on Live Journal. Like, go crazy because nobody is going to see it. Like, go ahead and review us down because, um, honestly, you're just, you know, you're just, you're, it's performative for yourself. And nope. if it makes you feel better, please, by all means, uh, savage us. Uh, ben does. Speak- ben doesn't read them, and I, uh, I, I have nothing inside. I'm empty. I'm, I'm, and, I'm dead. And you, you obsess about them. Yes, I do. Um, Absolutely, every constantly. single one bothers me. But, but that's not the point. The point is. <laughs> Speaking of getting it out of your system. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. We're sorry, both, we're I'm all sorry, stuck I'm in sorry. quarantine. There's a lot going on. Uh, ben, I'd like to Everybody's read you the entirety of the the notes that I read that I wrote down for murder in Malibu. These, this is. Um, everything that I wrote down on the page during this episode. Season 9, Episode 6, Murder in Malibu. Wayne Jennings, Brenda Vaccaro, Smart Men, Stupid Choices, Crows Are Bats. That's the entirety of my notes for this episode. Um, this... Well, yours are, <laughs> yours are way better than mine because mine, mine I imagine mine yours migrated. are a lot angrier. Well, they're all over the place, and they migrated <laughs> um, from one format to another because I stopped halfway through and switched to, like, a keyboard so I could move quicker. Um, <laughs> I have I have notes about characters. Wow. Uh, what, what is this sloppy zigzag Cardi? 
I uh, see. The, the, I, then I have in all caps, triple pleated chinos, triple underlined, and then next to it, just fuck you. I, I mean, I feel like this. It's episode, about what you would expect. Um, defied my ability to pay attention to it. I have fallen asleep during episodes of Columbo that I found more interesting than this. Um, well, and I mean, and this is this that's is fair. Such like, like sexism aside, which. I know is a weird thing to say, but but there is nothing else interesting happening in this episode beyond There's just getting angry at the sexism. Yeah. There's really nothing right. else for you to hold on to. It's a really boring episode with a really yeah. boring solve. Well, so so that's the thing is is I think were we uh, of the target demographic uh, in the particular era, like a romance novel loving person. Uh-huh. Right, or ostensibly a soap watcher who yeah. is familiar with this actor. Yeah. Like, I think it would be fine because I think that is actually the feature piece of this whole episode. It's just yeah. obviously not for us at this point. And I question whether or not anyone would still think that this character, I, you know, were, were the kind of bad boy that they'd be like, yeah, I'd take a turn. I just have to wonder who the 90 Columbos are for. In general, because they're contractual obligations. They're, I maybe. I mean, they brought them no, back I, though. Like this, this was an intentional yeah. thing. This isn't like this wasn't like oh, we've got to make more of these. It was like this was a deliberate decision to bring this thing back and to make more of them. And they continued to do it for another twenty years. So it was yeah. intentional. And and I, like, wh- man, I don't know what you want to. I don't know what you want to hear. I, like, I mean, I don't. Been, I, we've been. I just think it's remaking shit. It's since, so weird, like, yeah. because it's not, they're too, like, young, hip, sexy for the olds who loved Columbo in the first place. They're too slow-paced mm. for the youngs who would be into the hip sexiness. I, it's just like... It's, Are they? I, I, I guess the appropriate... Okay, well, I think you're right. Um, I, I, I just had that moment where I wondered, like, were we quite conditioned to the space we are now with kind of taking all the dead air out of a thing? Uh, because I definitely always feel like we maybe ex- we maybe examine Columbo sometimes in in the lens of, hey, if this were a modern thing, like, no, the beca- dead time would be more focused. Because we've seen sh- like we've seen episodes of this that are better that that don't have yeah. the dead space, and I think it's just. There's been like even 70s Columbos where when there's quiet time, it's quiet time with a purpose. A lot of these episodes are just they're just quiet. There's just downtime. And that's not something that that Columbo has always had. I mean, the bad episodes have it. And I feel like all of the 90s episodes have this like downtime where it's like nothing is happening. Nothing is being advanced. It's just either a weird sexual titillation or weird Columbo is a magical old man who plays the tuba and leads children on a parade. Yeah. And I, I, I suspect that there is some level of coming back to the show, maybe the expectations of, uh, murder mysteries shifted a little bit and there was more of an expectation of seeing, uh, you know, the detective like follow the trail or, you know, sure. tug on the threads. Cause we definitely in the nineties have gotten more and more of the 
scenery chewing bits where Peter Falk gets to either like mime through his process of trying to understand how a murder happened or otherwise, you know, yeah. uh, that sort of stuff rather than him interacting with characters to uncover information and generally, you know, the things that sort of made the show shine in the first place, which were Peter Falk's performances and his yeah. ability to play off of the other actors on screen, you know, like, um, I, I uh, yeah. the cooking show is such a great yeah. example of that. Sure, you know, way back when. Um, um yeah, it's yeah. I don't want to. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna just put a cap on this. Listen. Yeah, no, that's fair. No, I because I, think... I feel like it's something we could talk about forever, and I don't. I just right. feel like we just walk around in circles on it, and. Um, I, I think it's worth exploring at some point, yeah. but I agree with you. We should put a cap on it because I think I think that's almost its own level of episode. Yeah, kind that of might be something we do post. You know, once we're done, like talk about kind of the evolution. I mean, of the once show. we record all these episodes and there's nothing left, and then we're still in. <laughs> we still want to. We still yeah. We're still I mean, stuck in. <laughs> if we're still stuck in quarantine, sorry, that's grim. Twenty eight <laughs> weeks <laughs> later, then 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 the world is in trouble. Um, if we're still, we would, that would be, we'd be next year. Um, that would be bad. Well, I mean, depending on the speed of like vaccine or treatment, you know, like next year is. I was told that we'd be back in churches by Easter. So, um, oh, well, uh, let me know how that goes at your church. I will. I'll let you know how that goes at my church, a thing I go to. Mm -hmm. Um, a totally real real thing thing that did not make definitely exists. I believe in things. So that's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the king wow. of the Segway, Mac Johnson. Um, I nailed it. Hell yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to say about this episode, do you? No. Okay. I, I Let me look. Oh. Don't, fuck, don't is, watch it. Don't watch this episode. It sucks. I, I, yeah. No. I will tell you there is one beautiful moment in this whole episode. Yeah. It is my favorite. I wrote it. I wrote down... A note that said, my favorite moment so far, and nothing outclassed it. And it is when Wayne, like, is, uh, like, he goes through an altercation with Jess uh, when uh, everybody is at the scene of the crime. You know, this is and, the big and, parlor and, scene that happens, like, way too early no, in the is, episode. This is. This is just like no no no. It's before that even. It's just oh, the, like, like like when the when he, first first scene with all of them together. Yeah, when Jess and and Wayne are in the same place uh, after uh, after Wayne's killed Teresa. Yeah, like and Wayne goes on this whole rant about you know I was doing this. I was so happy to blah 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 blah. I bought all these flowers and he opens up his trunk and it's full of all these fucking flowers and. And then he's just like leaning on the car and sobbing and crying, and he's just making this whole fucking scene. Yeah. And then Columbo, who already knows that he's a piece of shit, is like just checking out the fucking Jaguar. And <laughs> and he doesn't even acknowledge that Wayne is like sobbing over ostensibly the murder of his beloved. Yeah. He just literally goes, Oh, this is a pretty sweet car and starts asking him questions <laughs> about the fucking tires and shit. And like, yeah. and that all serves, but it's, it's my favorite moment in this yeah. because it is the distillation of, I think I do love the, the thing that I like about him so much, which is just that like, yeah. it's, he's just in his own world. If, he's just doing well, his own if, thing. Well, but it's specifically if Wayne <laughs> were 
Like if he if he suspected that Wayne was innocent for a moment, he would never be callous or mean to him That's true. in this That's way. But true. the fact that he is just, he just fucking ignores the act entirely. Yeah. Like, it's just not there. Like, it's just a kid throwing a fucking tantrum. And that, to me, is, like, the perfect little, like, Columbo nugget in this episode. If we're going to talk but about... But also, that's, like, one scene. A thing that we actually liked. I did like the egg thing. I think it came back one the too many times. The egg thing was times, really good. But it, but it, was, in, okay. but it was enjoyable. He's, he's constantly yeah. has in one of his hands eggshells that he needs to get rid of. The entire episode, multiple days, he's, like, peeling yeah, like eggs. He's just got hard-boiled eggs constantly. <laughs> At one point, he's talking to Schultz, and then to sort of punctuate a yeah, sentence... Yeah, that's the one. He places an... He places a hard-boiled egg into Schultz's open hand and walks away and it is the weird and drives if, off if a, literally he just drives leaves. off and like if yeah. if a human being did that to me I would just never I would just never be able to recover because of how weird it was like the next yeah, time no I saw him I'd just be like hey, hey what the fuck yeah. was going on with that egg <laughs> what yeah. was that about <laughs> that is actually uh, that is actually a thing I used to do to an old friend it's hand uh, them a hard-boiled egg and then walk away mm- no, but I would literally just nonchalantly hand him my garbage. And it was just... But it's... Uh, like, it was just... The thing about yeah. it is that if he had handed him a shell, I understand. He's been yeah. talking about shells the entire time. But he right, right, hands right. him the egg. <laughs> he hands him a peeled egg. Like, he's been working on this egg for Lieutenant Schultz the entire time. That's yeah. the part well, that blows been, my mind. But it's not completely peeled either. It's like half peeled. No, it is like, completely peeled, but it's... He, it's that he's done such a terrible job of it. Um, like the boiling, uh, it, it's, it's like yeah, really yeah. like pockmarked. And he obviously yeah. took a lot of the, the egg meat off with the shell. It's, um, yeah. it's amazing. It's an amazing moment. Um, it, it does not right. make, it is a very good one. It does yeah, not yeah. make the surrounding rest of the episode. Good by comparison. Do not watch this no, episode. It does not. Um, but yeah, yeah. With that, I think we've come to the end. Um, that's gonna do it for Columboys. I'm Mac. I'm Ben. And uh, just one more thing. Yes. Seriously, wash your hands. Like, like, like. I know we yeah, made I... it was like a funny haha joke, but like, honestly, do it. Like, and stay inside. You know, yeah. maintain social distancing. If you go out, put and you've got clothes on. Like, when you get home, change your clothes. Um, yep. and wash the clothes that you had uh, when you were out. And uh, yeah, just take, uh... take care of yourself. Yep, it is really that thing of like just be mindful and be careful it's, and be it's meticulous. Serious. It's exhausting. You know, people and give yourself space. At this point, really, I'm sure everybody knows somebody who's been sick, and you might know somebody who's died, and 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 it's not. I like <laughs> this is a fun show about fun things, but like I, everyone who listens to this show, I hope you stay safe, and I hope you take this thing yeah. seriously, um, and yeah, and seriously. stay safe out there, and Ben. You stay safe out there, and I will talk to you uh, soon. All right, Mac. All right. We don't usually give such a sincere sign-off, but, like, I I feel like we made it too light last last week. Like, this is a serious time, and and I enjoy doing this with you, and I'm going to stop the music because the music, we're going to run out of music here. But, like... (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. I... You know, take take care of the people you love, and 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 Ben, I love you, and and I I I love doing this podcast as as terrible a show as it makes me watch sometimes, and and I love you too, buddy. And even though yeah, yes, every- I've had to watch some real hot trash. <laughs> That's true, and it is my fault, absolutely. But um, Pretty, yeah, but the, the <laughs> you know this is special to me, and everyone who's listening, you know, you're special to me too, although to a lesser degree because I don't actually know you, um, all, not all of you, I do know some of you. But um, 
stay safe out there. This is real. This is a real thing. This isn't like a fun, let's stay at home, haha, fun play game. This is this is for keeps. So stay no, safe out no, there. I and... saw, I, I actually, I just, it, you made me think of it. I, I, I saw a, uh, yeah. one of the folks that I, you know, follow on YouTube and stuff like that. Sure. He does, you know, music things and just doing a stream and kind of talking to somebody about the difference between uh you know being somebody who normally works at home and working at home in these circumstances which is like the difference is uh, previously you could step out and go run an errand or do whatever you at least you know ostensibly had that option and now uh you you do not as much and it changes the timbre of kind of how, mm-hmm. how it feels to yeah. be at home trying to focus and get work done. Um, for sure. so, uh, so yeah, just, um, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. Uh, out be there. safe to, to do the best that you can and, uh, take and care remember of each other. To, Absolutely. Yeah. And remember to take care of yourself because yeah. this is, this is, this is a, a big deal, and this is going to stick with people and for it's not just a going long away. time. It's not just going away, so take it seriously. Yeah, it's not going to go away fast, nope. that's for sure. All right, so that's going to do it for Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not what, yeah. like three, four? Uh, How yeah, many I of these can we the, get? That's yeah. going to do it for Columbo. Right. I'm Mac. I'm Ben. And uh, just one more thing. Wash your hands. Oh, no, I was going to do a fun no. one. Oh. You are going to do it? Okay. <laughs> I ruined your fun no, thing. No, that's okay. That's going to do it for Glum Boys. I'm Mac. I'm Ben. And just one more thing. Yep. No log in shooting a dead body. Yeah. Bye. See ya. Glum Boys is hosted by Mac Johnson and Ben Swallow. You can follow them on Twitter at MacJ and at DandyGeek. The Glum Boys theme is by Seth Boyer. For more information about this and other great Waffle Media projects, you can go to waffle.media. Thanks for listening.